Hello, and welcome to Season 3 of Against the Grain. My name is Zach Martinucci, and this podcast follows how my Denver bakery and bread school, Rebel Bread, is growing and changing, and in this season, pivoting. I, of course, want to start with a story. In bread school, they told us we'd have to learn to think across three planes, or timelines, what I'd come to know as the now, the near future, and the future future. The now is for the tasks and thoughts and actions that concern you right now, or maybe five minutes from now. What are you mixing in your hands? What's the most efficient way to get through this current step? The near future is from anything from 15 minutes from now to a few hours from now, even just things that concern me today. Bread, after all, follows a schedule once it's been mixed. Since it contains live yeast, we essentially consider our bread dough to be a living organism with a life cycle, and so there are certain steps that we have to do at particular times throughout the day to catch the dough at the right point in its life cycle or its development. So our near-future tasks could include shaping bagels an hour from now, or thinking about how long the brioche needs to proof before we move it to the oven, and how that affects the rest of our schedule, or maybe mixing a pre-ferment, the start of the life cycle, just by the end of the day today. The future future is for anything from tomorrow, really through the end of the week. It's not as far out as you might have imagined. The future future is to keep track of things like, on Friday we have to make 100 sourdough loaves, and sourdough requires a pre-ferment, meaning we have to feed our sourdough starter the day before. In order to make sure we have enough starter for 100 loaves on Friday, we have to feed it enough two days before. So our future future items have significance in the near future, and sometimes even affect the now. The tricky part isn't the scheduling. If you use a calendar of any kind, then you're familiar with having things to do today and this afternoon and then this weekend. The tricky part, the skill here that you develop as a baker, is to think across, even to live across all three timelines simultaneously. That is, not just to know how to write the tasks down, but to intuitively understand what comes in what order, and how everything affects everything else. Sometimes this reminds me of the butterfly effect. Simply put, a butterfly in one part of the world flaps its wings and the air ripples outward for who knows how far, affecting other things in its path, miles away. A small change in one state can have big impact somewhere down the road. I'm simplifying. I'll give you a baking example. It's on a much smaller scale. I know that in two days we have to bake two dozen ciabatta loaves. Future, future. We have to make that dough tomorrow so it can be ready to bake in two days. This dough requires a pre-ferment, something we make in advance to give the dough better flavor and stability and make it easier to work with. We have to make that pre-ferment this afternoon in the near future. We'll use a poolish, which is like a sourdough starter if you're familiar with that, but with yeast. In a bucket, I'll mix together equal parts flour and water and a tiny trace of packaged yeast so that it will be ready in time for tomorrow morning's mix. Right now, in the now, as I set down some dirty dishes in the sink, I take care to pick up that clean bucket and scraper and walk it back with me across the kitchen so that I'm ready to mix the poolish. It's little things like this, but it's so rewarding when you look into the future future, and that informs the near future, and that reminds you to grab the bucket and scraper right now, which maybe saves you 15 steps across the kitchen later on, but comes with the satisfaction of each action serving a purpose across all timelines and feeling like you're in control of how those actions affect one another. 
it feels a little like a superpower sometimes to not just know what's coming, but intuitively understand how everything connects. Now, some things you should know. One, it's not a superpower, it's a skill, and it didn't allow me to figure out what was going on in Westworld faster than the rest of you, for example. Two, I say skill because I very clearly remember developing it as such. I remember having anxiety dreams during baking school. Not nightmares, just waking up throughout the night feeling like I missed a task on the schedule. Like I missed a fold in specific. All breads get folds throughout their development. When we pick up the dough and put it back down to help it develop strength, it takes the place of kneading. These folds happen every half hour, maybe hour, depending on the bread. And when you have a lot of breads going in your bakery, you have a series of folds to keep track of, sometimes happening every 15 minutes. Now you can write them down. You do, on a whiteboard. And you can set timers that go off every 15 minutes and remind you what to do. But those timers were what were driving me crazy. That's what was waking me up at night. Waking up what probably wasn't, but what felt like every 15 minutes to make sure I didn't miss an imaginary fold as I reacted to the timers. I wasn't in control of them. I knew about the schedule, but I was constantly scrambling to keep up with what was coming next, to reach all the tasks that required my attention. Until one day, I just got it. I don't know how to describe it better than it just clicked, and the dreams went away, and the next day in the bread lab, I didn't have to rely on the timers to tell me what came next, and after that, and after that, I just knew. I just understood what needed my attention now, and what would need my attention in the near future and what I could be doing now to influence or contribute towards the future future. And the timers didn't matter so much anymore, because I was in control. That's the skill, to understand all three timelines so well that you don't just react to them, but that you can live across them all at once. I notice, both in myself and when our bakers spend a lot of time in production, that you get really good at predicting when oven timers are going to go off. Like you instinctively stop what you're doing and walk towards the oven within 30 seconds of the timer calling your attention. That's one of the ways it shows up, and that's one of the ways it feels like a superpower. And knowing what's happening in three days so you can make choices today to set yourself up for a more productive week lets you work smarter and not harder. I love this skill. And it felt kind of like a secret weapon I had in my back pocket in starting this business, that I'd be able to prioritize and distinguish among what would need my attention now and in the near future and the future future. Well, it turns out that recently I've been feeling a little lost amongst my timelines. If we've talked before, then you know I spend a lot of time thinking about how I introduce myself, and I used to say that I was a baker, and now I say that I run a bakery. I love running a bakery, don't get me wrong, and I'm excited to tell you about what's changed in the last few months that's caused that shift. But as I run a bakery, not just bake the bread, the things on my timelines, on my radar, are different than they used to be, and I'm still trying to make sense of what needs to be important now, and this week, and in the future. I want to tell you about that. This season, is about being in the midst of that change, that period where we make a pivot and take things in a new direction than before. I often do like change. A lot of our menu, for example, is designed so that flavors can easily be swapped out and rotated. I like taking on projects and working through new concepts. And I like to feel prepared and informed as I'm tackling those changes. This reminds me of how I like to be in control of the timelines. The pivot is that kind of response to change. 
where we intuitively understand how everything connects so that we can confidently take the next steps. Where I'm not reacting to change, but anticipating it, causing it even, meeting it halfway, so that I work alongside it gracefully, without feeling like change is an attack on our business. Because that's the thing, as the bakery grows, change isn't always as simple as coming up with some new pastry flavors. It's often more uncomfortable. This month, for example, we're getting some new equipment, a bigger mixer, finally, and we'll have to rework our production schedule a little to accommodate and to take advantage of it. We're losing some bakers who are moving on to other careers and have to figure out what things will be like without them. That, of course, happens all the time in our industry, but we're new and it's the first time I'm going through it. We're starting weekly farmer's markets, which we've never done before, and our bread school program is growing in a great way and, of course, presenting new challenges. It's all good things, and it's a lot of things all at once. But bakers always do a lot at once, and we're careful in how we plan our timelines to make sure everything has a place. That's the skill I want to apply here. In the same way I just know when the oven timer is about to go off or that the poolish has to be made, I want to put effort into a little planning now so that everything can fall into place. I feel like that's easier said than done. If you have any tips on tackling or embracing change, or if any of this feels familiar and you want to speak to your own experience, I'd love to hear from you. Starting next week, we're going to back up a bit. I'll tell you about the sourdough classes, the baking classes I started teaching in January that are shaping what we do as a community bakery. If you look at our website, you'll see that there are a few baking classes being offered now, not just sourdough, but it didn't start that way. So we'll look at how it unfolded together. Until then, Please be well, and I'll talk to you next week. That song was Thriller by Jesse Villa.